0: Hey Geek fans, today we're talking about Hits of News, Doctor Strange, and we're bringing back the Checks and Rec section, this episode on The Raving Geeks. Hey Geek fans, this is Ben Salise, Noah Bayshore,
1: and Jordan Hermony, and we are
0: The Raving Geeks. We're sitting here today,
1: how are you feeling guys, feeling good? It's been a long week, but you know, I have to say that coming in the studio is probably one of my highlights of my week. Not gonna lie. I enjoy just being able to nerd out a little bit. And uh, yeah, it definitely relieves some of like the stress of working. <laughs> this is cathartic, isn't
0: <laughs> it? It really is. I would is. agree,
2: yeah. Like this week's been kind of like eh, because midterms. Oh, midterms, man. Yeah. Midterms were
0: hella bad.
1: Yeah. Midterms grabbed me by both arms, pinned them back, and just suplexed me face first into the ground. Not gonna lie. They gave
0: you some sweet chin music. I,
1: I'm still recovering. I couldn't tap out. They wouldn't let me, but God.
0: D- WWE represent. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for joining us again. We got Alex in the studio recording us. He's wearing his cat ear headphones. He says hi. And uh, we got a really cool, long kind of episode. So we're going to try to get through this as fast as we can, but as, as well as we can at the same damn time. So we're going to start off with the hits of news, and then we're going to talk about something larger a little bit later. We're going to talk about Doctor Strange, something we wanted to talk about for a while now. But... We'll get we'll get to that. Jordan just made a silly face because she's not happy about any of this. I,
1: there's nothing more in this world I hate. I shouldn't say that, but Doctor Strange is up there. I just not a fan, not a fan at all. So this should be an interesting episode. Yeah, she gets Indeed. to
0: gri- she gets to gripe later on, <laughs> yell at us a little bit. But we're gonna start off strong with some news. So a lot of stuff happened. We got a long news section, but the biggest thing I think was really cool. It's also very quick to talk about. They finally dropped that Logan trailer. That we were all so anticipated about. Noah and I were kind of raving about it last episode, two episodes ago. Yeah. Because y'all yep. y'all took pot shots at me last episode. <laughs> And that sweet, sweet Logan trailer. The sweet Logan trailer, though,
2: it's so good. It's,
0: my God. Okay, so I, I, as I've said multiple times on here, I am a huge fan of these Wolverine movies. Uh, the Wolverine, I think, is one of the best like X Men movie that, for sure ever. Right. And so, like, I see this, and it's just like it's blowing my mind that this could even be better than that. Not gonna so,
1: lie, I've never seen the Wolverine because I stopped really? after. God, I saw all of them, and then I saw Wolverine Origins, and that turned me off from the franchise like so bad where I was like, okay, are we really doing another Wolverine movie where I was like, there's so many gosh darn cool X Men Mm -hmm. and so many cool characters, like, and we're gonna do another Wolverine movie. Like, I was just done with the franchise at that point. But this has piqued my interest, I'm not gonna lie. It's
0: pretty cool. So first reactions from the round table. We'll start off with you, Noah, and go and go clockwise. So hit it off, what'd you think?
2: Just the vibe that the trailer gave off. It's nothing like at all similar to like you know, let alone superhero movies, but, like, the X-Men, like, this is nothing like any of the X-Men movies before, which is really refreshing, for sure.
0: And you're just talking about, like, what, the, the visual tone, then? Visual
2: tone, and then, like, the music, like, the, the Johnny Cash song, sure. uh, Hurt, like, just, it just felt so different, and that was, I think, what this ne- movie needed to be.
0: Sure. Sure. Okay, Jordan, what do you think?
1: I'm not going to lie, and I think I told you guys this earlier. Uh Johnny Cash is Hurt is one of like the few songs in this world where like I get emotional every time I hear it. Them
0: feels, dude. Oh
1: my god, That's... like if I even like watch the music video, I will tear up. So like hearing that, and I think Noah brought it up when we were talking about this before, just the fact that like that song describes Logan to a T, to yeah. a T his whole life, like everything that he's fought for like up until that point. And while a lot of questions were kind of in a way answered as, to like, oh, what's going to be the feel of this movie? Sure. What's the direction we're going? So many more arose by just like th- what we saw for split seconds. And I'm really intrigued because they gave away a lot without giving away anything really sure which is what i can really appreciate out of a trailer because that makes me want to go whereas like you know sometimes you'll see a trailer and like the best parts of the movie are all in there and you're like well that's it i don't have to go see anything like this th- I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that this is going to continue to deliver and not gonna like fall flat the day it debuts
0: same um and my my take on it was is that it, i agree with both you guys that you know it was really evocative you know emotionally it didn't really give too much away without giving, I mean, it gave away a lot, um, which I think is something that we kind of deserved because I think so many people were trying to just like reaching for what is what is really going to be the old man Logan feel to this? How are they going to divert from that, you know, and kind of get away from it and kind of tell their own adaptation? And I think we very much saw what this movie is going to be able to offer. Um, but also like it, it leads to a whole other line of like, what are they going to do with this? Um, so I totally agree with that visual tone i'm spot on with you in fact it looks very like it looks like the trailers to interstellar in a lot of ways for yeah sure. you brought that up mm-hmm. I remember that. and i know i know malachi got mad at me for like going back like oh this looks like a chris nolan movie and He's like oh just shut up you know and um,
2: I, a lot of people are saying it reminded them of like the last of us i can for sure see that yeah
0: and that's what i was going to say next too is that just the dynamic because i mean x23 is not supposed to be that young in old man logan is she i mean
2: uh i was she? I don't even think she was. She, it was in Old Man Logan.
0: Wait, wasn't she? She was in the second one though. She was in that second run with the the Battle World stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's strange that they're putting her in this one because I mean that's like a more recent adaptation of this Old Man Logan thing too. So it's I think very they're strange. trying
1: to though like take as much as they can from what they have of the Old Man Logan universe and yeah. throw it into a movie. Because depending on how this tests, they might not get a second chance at this regarding a sequel or regarding building off of this universe. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, while I'm apprehensive about that, because it's like, okay, like obviously if you're going to try and slam like two separate runs into one movie, something's going to give. You're going to lose details from one run or the other. Yeah. I mean, I really hope we're going to see... A future for this franchise rather than like for instance what they did with like series of unfortunate events I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that but they took like three books and combined them into one and made just a really lackluster movie like an agglomeration of yeah. yeah so I'm really hoping that if, because they're pulling from all different parts of this universe to make their own sort of cinematic old man Logan mm-hmm. universe that we're going to get All of the good parts, yes, but all of the good parts that make sense with all the other good parts.
0: Exactly. And that's one of the things, too, is that by combining those two different Old Man Logan stories and then also carrying on with its own adaptation that may not exactly follow either of those storylines, you know, Um, you have something that could be really creative and cool here. And especially if they are transitioning to, like, you know, a post Hugh Jackman X-Men universe where you've got to have some sort of, you know, Weapon X figure in any of these storylines carrying it on with x23 is probably the best thing one thing too is that i i was having a conversation with uh doc summers mm-hmm. uh, dr joseph summers who we have on here quite a bit um he's gonna be back here soon and hopefully we can pick his brain about this but one thing that i talked to him about is like she's a kid and she already has the antimantium in her so like how does she grow up i mean how does it, it doesn't stretch i mean these are like really nitpicky like you know yeah. nerd things but like it does kind of like i mean later on how are they going to explain themselves out of that and if that's can't be explained out of is she just gonna be a a, just a like a cold-blooded killing kid for the rest of the series so i don't know it's pretty cool but it looks brutal that's the thing too it looks really just like sad and brutal and I think that's what we kind of need for, like, a final Hugh Jackman story.
2: Did you watch the uh, the Red Band trailer, if you can even call it that? I didn't, but I did see that one still. The one still, yeah.
0: Yeah, if you guys haven't seen this, this is great. They're in the Red Band trailer, what, what have you, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's a shot of just, like, Logan just taking his fist, like, claws out and just, like, shoving them up someone's head. And, like, you can see, like, part of the claw. The tips like, of it on the top. And yeah. there's, like, blood.
2: Because there's, like, this bald
0: dude who's just, like, shanked through his, like, yeah. his mouth. It's yeah, awesome. Down yeah. So, I mean, that's just really cool. I think the the bloodier they go with this, the better. And it, there, was, there was talks of this being potentially rated R. Is oh, yeah,
2: know? it's confirmed rated R for see, sure. See, there you
0: go. So now they can really go full bore with this thing.
1: I feel like the more that they push uh, most Marvel movies towards, like, rated R... Yes, you are alienating a little bit of your fan base, like your younger fan base, but truly, like, to tell this story to its full potential, the more we sugarcoat, like, you know, oh, the bad guy died, but he just fell off a cliff, and that's it, bye, like, the more you sugarcoat, the more you're really taking away from the integrity of the story. Sure, which then, I guess, kind of gets you into that whole interesting debate of, you know, the grittier Marvel is getting, I mean, where are we towing that line between, you know, how Marvel was really, like, we're the idealistic, we're, like, the, like, kind of love more, not, I don't want to say childish, but more, like. It's more fanciful. Right. You know? Of the two, whereas DC was always the much more grittier. So now that we're towing this line of like, okay, Marvel's starting to get their grit game on, like, well,
0: and see that's that's the difference between like the two arguments, right? Is that like, yeah, it might run counter to what you know Marvel has established as their universe, but I mean, Deadpool totally shattered that whole idea. You I also know?
1: wouldn't say that Deadpool was rated R for grit; it was rated R for sexual, sure, sure, related sure. things. I would
0: totally agree too. And that, I mean, it begs the question, right? Is that like, what deserves? you know, an R-rated movie and what doesn't. I mean, I'd argue as much as I'd love the fact that that extended cut of Batman v Superman was rated R because it was a little bit more violent and there was more just heaviness to it. I mean, no one really is asking for an R-rated Superman movie or an R-rated Batman movie. Right. It's because the, by very nature of those characters...
2: They don't have to be that. No,
0: it doesn't even deserve that. No. I mean, my, my opinion. But something like, like Wolverine always has deserved that. And I think that now that they've set that standard that they can do this stuff and still have it be accessible maybe not for as many kids but you know that the theaters are still going to be full oh, for sure. of them most likely cuz
2: uh Deadpool made like the most money out of all the X-Men movies so i think this is going to be fine
0: dude i saw Deadpool twice and there was kids in the theater both times and that might be questionable <sighs> parenting but at the same time is that parents listen parents are going to make the decision on whether they're going to bring their kids to the stuff or not
1: especially like nerd parents like
0: it's their choice to 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 filter that stuff out you know and it, i don't think it it really should be the studios dictating for them about what their kids are, you know, mature enough to handle. Well,
1: truly, the ratings are just guidelines. It's like if you are, isn't it, because I can't remember the last time I checked a rating because I haven't been... 17 in a while but <laughs> yeah, like these
0: don't really matter to us anymore. yeah
1: no but i mean isn't it if it's an r-rated movie you can go with a parent even if you're underage yeah,
0: yeah yeah sure they're not gonna they're not gonna bar you from tickets it might give you a weird look but like you know it's it's yeah it's left up to the discretion of the parent of whether that's gonna come on i mean if you if you're 15 and you show up to an r-rated movie like they might say something but often they really don't i mean i i well i'm a little bit older than you guys so like you know back in my day I mean I went to go see all the blade movies and those were all like deeply rated R and like I wasn't stopped for either one of them. Not
1: gonna lie, in high school I always got asked for my ID when I wanted to see R Rated movies. Yeah, see, that up didn't until to me. up until I turned like nineteen twenty, I was constantly asked for my ID when I would go to R rated movies. Y'all
0: y'all got the bum end of the deal. I really yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I mean Logan looks cool. I'm really excited. I know you guys are all too. So moving on to other movie news, um, Noah brought this one up too, and I, I did see it, but it's it's really cool. So Noah, explain to us what's going on with uh, the, the Batman.
2: So uh, yeah, like recently the actor who's going to play Deathstroke in the Batman solo movie. Joe Mangiolano? Yeah. Is that how
0: you say his name? I don't know. I, I think so. Don't trust me with names. That's a. I I mean. We got to get a pronunciation right. Yeah.
2: But like that guy, whatever his name is, he, uh, <laughs> he let whatever it.
0: Whatever that dude's name is. <laughs>
2: Whatever his name is, he let it slip that the Batman is gonna be filming this spring. That's
0: dope. That's super dope. And that was the big. That was one of the things that we talked about. Was the big contention is like, are they really gonna take their time and drag their feet on this? Looks like everything's hunky dory in script land. Yeah, you know, which
2: is like awesome.
1: Well, for yeah, sure. which is
0: really reassuring because if they weren't, if they weren't sure about it, I'm sure, like we said before, Afflex would be like, not nah, give me some time. So that's really cool. So we might get that movie f- sooner than what we thought.
1: Can I just say the funniest thing is that this dude was in Magic Mike.
0: I know he was. I know.
1: Like, I know. That's, I didn't recognize his name, but I recognize like, his face because my dad's wife loves Magic Mike. Yeah, we
0: were talking about this the other day. So Channing just, Tate Thumb.
1: Yeah, Channing Tate Thumb. <laughs> thumb Channing Tatum looks like a thumb ladies and gentlemen i'm just putting that out there
0: like a big old toe like
1: listen he he seems like a stand up dude he's really funny and i've actually super come around to him as an actor just like we were talking about with like Ryan Reynolds the sure, other day sure. how like i used to think he was just like one of those like actors that was in like those like lovey-dovey chick Same, flicks yeah. but like since like learning how funny he is like i've really come around to him but yeah Channing Tatum Channing Tatum Channing <laughs> Tatum Looks like a thumb, and I don't understand why people are attracted to him. You not going to lie. You
0: just need to paint a little face on your thumb it, and a little a little backwards hat, you know, and do, the, like, the wiggle. Do the wiggle with the thumb. You got you got magic. I got
1: step up, too. <laughs> ma-
0: magic mic- micro version.
1: Yeah.
2: Smooth.
0: So, yeah, we got the rolling on that, and uh, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with that movie. I can't wait for posters to drop. I can't wait for...
2: Set you know. photos. Jesus, man. There's going to be so much. They're probably going to film a lot of it in, like... Detroit and Chicago for sure.
1: Yeah. Wait, Detroit for yeah. real? Yeah, because that's where they oh, yeah, filmed that was like a Batman. Yeah.
2: Batman v Superman. A good chunk of that was filmed in Detroit, Gotham and like a lot is, of the uh,
0: is is Detroit.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is funny because isn't the nickname for Pittsburgh Gotham? Mm-hmm. So was New York though. Okay, like, I was gonna say.
0: Gotham is kind of like a loose. Because uh, like I had yeah. a fight.
1: I had a fight with well not like a fight, she, but like she I literally fight. knocked out through elbows. Uh, because I have a friend from Pittsburgh, and she was like, no, no, she's like. Pittsburgh is Gotham. I was like, no, Detroit is Gotham. Pittsburgh like, sucks. quite literally, sh-
0: Pittsburgh sucks. I have,
1: I have family from there. So You're I'm talking like, to we, a
0: Cleveland fan. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: I know. So that's why your opinion means nothing. Yeah, okay, to <laughs>
0: me. World Series uh, 2016.
1: Family okay. <laughs> Cup champions, uh, but whatever. NBA finals. We'll talk about Anyways, this later. Anyway, this is not geek related. So, but moving on to other things I hate besides Cleveland. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, Okay
1: would you would you want to take the the wheel on this one are we moving into the the we can
0: we- yeah so this we don't we've been trying to incorporate more video games as you guys know i think we're doing a better job with it um but yeah this is actually really cool cuz i think this is all something that we're all pre- fairly interested in. red dead redemption is is potentially getting a sequel here pretty soon
2: oh yeah they like put out like a uh some posters for it and like a a trailer
0: that is Dope. Yeah, that is dope. So, what do you guys know about this, this, this tease that they got going on with Red Dead Redemption?
1: I just want to say I totally set up that segue for when we were going to talk about Doctor Strange, and you totally jumped into Red Dead Redemption, so that made it sound like I hate Red Dead Redemption, which I don't, for qualifications. But I haven't gotten a chance to see that trailer, so I'm gonna.
0: She jumped ahead of the news. I did. I just never jump ahead of the news. I hurdled
1: that news. Noah, you want to take this from me before I make this more of a train wreck?
0: That's
2: okay. You're you're fine. Uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) dead train wreck (laughs) (laughs) okay go on
1: I'm very
2: punny yeah like I don't think anything story wise has been confirmed like at all they Mm -hmm. just showed off like gameplay trailer quotation marks because like it's gorgeous it's a lot of like environment stuff and like trains and like valleys and animals and stuff but at this point it
0: could just be like scenery models and stuff exactly so
2: that's where everyone's kind of like is this for real should we be hesitant because you know
1: it's kind of like what they're doing with like Mass Effect. Have you been exactly. like following up on any uh, news not for Andromeda? So they just keep releasing, and this is like old news at this point. But it's like when they announced Mass Effect 4, they just kept releasing like stills of space, and like uh, it was actually really poignant because they had the old like Commander Shepard like uh-huh. voiceover, and he was like he's like for many years like we've been dreaming of reaching the stars, and it played like old like Apollo missions and like the first moon landing, and uh, I cried during that trailer. <laughs> Sounds awesome. But continue, sorry. Mass Effect just gets me going. She's that little waterworks. anyways got the feels but yeah same same diff with the whole scenery thing
2: yeah people are just like hesitant about this one because like with a lot of other games like the you know Ubisoft stuff where they like advertise like oh this great game but then when it comes to the launch like it's you know less than amazing and there's a lot of glitches and stuff so people are just worried that that's gonna happen or should we trust this release date I can't think of the release date off the top of my head but yeah uh they're just worried that this thing is going to just be delayed or something.
0: Well, I mean, not even to like to compare it to something atrocious and like, you know, just such a scandal like No Man's Sky. But like, you know, when you set it's, it's a, you know, it's funny that this is kind of just like a recurring theme for like, exactly. for like creation studios, whether it's movie studios or game studios. You know, you set these really hard deadlines that you expect all the CG to be done, all the scenery stuff and all like the gameplay stuff to be done. And then it's not. And then it's glitchy. It doesn't work out. Um, I would argue that No Man's Sky should have just released what they had and said, this is all we got. We'll update via via DLC as we go on, not rip people off. So, I mean, it's it's. I don't think that that's going to happen with this because, I mean, this is like a trusted brand. You know what I mean? It's not some, like, weird outlier. So, I don't know.
1: Here's the thing, though. Like, in those situations, like, as somebody who, you know, I would define myself as an avid gamer, I, you know, have attended, like, the midnight releases of like stuff like that and I pre-order all the time. Yeah. I would almost prefer studios to be like, listen, we know we gave you a hard deadline of like October 31st, like this is when this game is dropping. However, like it's so buggy and glitchy and like uh, as somebody, you know, who has done who's gone through this before with other games, constantly releasing DLC just gets to be a little bit of a headache.
0: It does. And it's expensive too. It's expensive.
1: It's annoying with like, okay, I want to play this. Well, I have to get an update if I want to play, and I don't want my system to bug out. I don't want my file to freak out. Like, I would almost rather, you know, say, God forbid, knock on wood, if Red Dead Redu- or if this game gets like backed up, and they're like, oh well, we can't make our deadline. Like, I would almost them rather be like, hey, listen, we'll just push it back another two months. Like, is it annoying? Yes, but would I rather have a game that plays well and a game that I'm not constantly waiting to get updates and sitting there thinking okay did i really just spend seventy dollars on a game that half plays yeah like there's nothing more disappointing than when you unpackage it and you're like i'm so ready to get immersed and then it just falls flat because then you just all you run the risk of turning your game like your audience completely off from your package no matter how much you update with dlc sorry
0: i think that's just the thing too is that you have to like be conscious and be like confident in what you have um, and if you're not confident what you have, I mean, people will trust you more if you just say, hey, it's just it's not just, just it's just not ready yet. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it may be annoying. But I mean, you would like you're just saying, you would much rather buy that game knowing that it's done and completed, even if you have to wait a couple of months. Right. So we'll see. Before we move on to our last couple bits of news, I have to throw this in there because this just got announced like a day or so ago. Have you all seen the trailer for Nintendo Switch? Yes, Switch mm-hmm. looks like it is the freaking bomb. I don't have a Wii U. My brother has a Wii U, and I, I play as much as I can. But I am so intrigued by this new system because it offers all these different things that not just Nintendo has been trying to play with, but every other system has been trying to play with. with. Portability, like a like a Vista or Vita, whatever the... F- yeah. yeah, PSP Vita. Yeah, yeah. So things like that, I mean, incorporating all of that into a single unit system is pretty freaking dope.
1: Can I also just applaud Nintendo, like, recently on just... I've never been, like, a huge, like, Nintendo fan. I haven't... Sure. I bought... My brother bought a Wii, and that's really, like, the last we kind of ever played around with Nintendo. You kind of have to
0: be a big Nintendo fan to really be in a Nintendo these days.
1: Right, yeah. But just, like, their whole marketing, their whole, like, willingness to try and, like, work with, like, fan Like, that's, like, off the charts. Mm-hmm. Like, I... While I am not, would not define myself as, like, a person who's like, yeah, Nintendo, like, Nintendo all the way, they've, they really seem like a completely, like, stand-up company in terms of, like, everything that they've been releasing recently, sure. their advertising, they just, like they got me good the other day with a Pokemon Sun and Moon ad.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see that one? It was one like a nostalgic... Uh...
1: It was like a little kid playing on a Game Boy Color and yeah. then it was like flash forward like 20 years and he's at work and he's walking home from work. That was and me he sees... 20 years ago. I literally, I'm not way. gonna lie, I watched that the other night and I was so tired and I was already just like emotionally like ready to crack that I I teared up a little bit and I was like that's, that made me, that made me literally want to go out and buy a 3DS to go get Sun and Moon. Now we
0: know how to make Jordan cry. I'm just
1: saying <laughs> just give me super sleep deprived man and I'm an emotional train wreck. Yeah, let's go. No, and
0: it's 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 really cool, and I just I think it's in, plus the fact that they're willing to work with third parties
2: now. Yeah, that's a huge thing. It's huge. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: It's huge because now you're expanding that marketing base of those hardcore Nintendo fans to people who probably wouldn't have bought that system because it's like, well, I want to play, you know, all these different like Call of Duty games and things like that that we can probably play on other systems, obviously, but now you can kind of bring all this stuff in, too.
2: Plus, like, it's now, like, you can, like, pick it up and go wherever with it, and that's, like, probably a huge thing for a lot of people.
0: What do you guys think? And you guys play a lot more of this stuff than I do, but um, the system itself looks sleek, but the fact that that screen looks fragile, that the controller systems look fragile, do you think that they have enough protection on this thing to make it viable if it's on the go?
2: My big concern is, like, uh, battery life.
0: Yeah, that's one something that um, a buddy of ours, Rich, brought up the other day. So what's what's your big concern with that?
2: Uh, just, like, you know, it's going to take a lot of power to run, say, like, a game like Skyrim. Mm-hmm. It's a huge game with a lot of detail, especially this new remastered version. Yeah. How long is that going to last, say, like, on this thing when you're taking it, like, out on the road or whatever? You're in your car just playing it, you know, or, like, on the bus or something. Like, how realistically long is that going to be able to be played
1: they're gonna bring back the advent of just carrying like nine pounds of double a (laughs) batteries in your back pocket Yeah, i mean
0: that's the thing too and if it's like you know if it's not powered by a normal battery then you're gonna need a more add-ons so you're gonna need to buy like a portable charging pack i mean and it really is kind of weird unless they
1: do something like how they have with like phones now where you can just like hook it up to like the cigarette thing in your car uh the portable
2: like, like charger thingies. yeah yeah
1: um I don't know. I haven't had... I've owned a number of, like, Nintendo systems, like, over the years. Um, especially their smaller, like, more portable ones. Like, their 3DS, their... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my brother has one of those. The DS, the Game Boy, whatever. I was a clumsy kid, and I would drop, you know, my Game Boy a lot. I would drop, like, my 3DS a lot. Like, I never had a problem with their... Uh, portable systems breaking. I do have to say that's my number one thing that I've never had a problem with with Nintendo.
0: Yeah, my GameCube is still around.
1: Yeah, you you drop an iPhone nowadays and the phone shatters six ways from Sunday. So I'm I'm thinking that they have the protective I don't I don't know how else to describe it, but like they have the model down to the point where it doesn't break when things happen i'm hoping that translates to this
0: i do too that screen looked rather precarious man i can just see that thing shattering to a million pieces if you don't put those controllers on there right yeah and then someone's left like well, what the heck am i gonna do now
1: right well then that also raises the question of are they gonna have you know like apple has like apple warranty like are we gonna gonna, have like they're gonna have to there's gonna need to be like some type of nintendo warranty and then on top of that i almost I'm curious if there's going to be, once again, keep hearkening this back to Apple, but you can go to the Apple store and replace your screen. Can I go to GameStop and replace the screen on this if something happens? You know, that's yeah. more questions. And but. that's the
0: thing, too, about the convenience of that is even if even if Nintendo says that they'll take it and refurbish it for you. Yeah. My God, how long is that going to take? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, you got to think about it. You know, when your Xbox red rings and you have to send that in, like, I don't know. I've had it before where my brother's xbox red ringed and we got it back in two weeks and my xbox red ring back in like 2012 2013 or something and it took like a month yeah so it's
0: all across the board so i I don't know i'm i'm cautiously optimistic and plus i also heard that they're may not be any backwards compatibility because this thing isn't going to have a disk drive in it.
2: Yeah, it's about, like, a, they're, like, chips or cards. Yeah,
0: it's going to be either that or, it's, yeah, it's because you have, like, these card chips so you can buy the games like that. But there's also downloads because you have to buy it from the e-store, right? So okay. any of these older games that you would have to get, like the Mario Kart for Wii U or anything like that, you're going to have to re-download it via e-store and you probably won't be able to transfer your data. So my brother, who's a huge Nintendo fan, was like, he's like, Man, I got those gold stars. <laughs> my, my, my drift was so good. And I was like, dude, don't worry, man. You can do it again. It's all right, Grasshopper. But, like, still, like, he's going to have to do all of that again
2: on a new system. Well, correct me if I'm
1: wrong, though, but didn't... Because there there was a similar issue with this with the Xbox One where there originally wasn't going to be any backwards compatibility. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, but
2: then they just, like, you know, put out that whole movement where, like, they, you know... Well, people complained, started doing right? That. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, like, so, I think if people, like, you know... Start I feel voicing like their-
1: because especially when I opened this was saying like Nintendo is a pretty like forward thinking company and they're rather smart about what they do. I feel like if they're saying that there's no backward compatibility, they're actively working towards making sure there is. Well, they haven't said least- it.
0: That's the thing. It's kind it's of kind of implied by what the capabilities of the system are.
1: Or at least like in the sense that there's going to be, hey, you all of your saved data. You know, on your Wii account or whatever, you'll be able to just log in on this thing and you'll have it still. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that they're going to take take a page out of uh, Xbox One's book and not make those same mistakes because I know I personally was, that was a big thing about me not getting an Xbox One.
0: Yeah. Well, here's Originally. To, here's to hoping. So switching out of the game thing, we're going to run through these quick so we can get to our main segment because it's going to be great. It's going to be totally great. Uh, Spider-Man, man. Spider-Man, comma, man. Uh may not be in Infinity Wars because there's still some weird stuff going on with their negotiations with Sony. Correct me if I'm wrong, Noah, but what do you what do you know about this?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, so like Tom Holland was doing like the press rounds for some other movie that he's doing and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be in Infinity War." And he was saying that there's like so some stupid. Yeah, there's like some like I guess deal going on right now. They're they're in negotiations still. So nothing's for sure, but like it's probably going to happen, but right now they're just not sure.
0: You know, it's interesting, too, because I, I think when they struck that original deal, I think maybe there was some trepidation on Sony's part that, like, despite the rabid fan response, despite everybody wanting to see him in continuation in these Marvel movies, maybe it won't work. Maybe it'll fall flat on its face, so let's just do this first movie, and that's it. And now that they know that it's something that's viable and they can make more money on I bet you Sony's like, yeah, we want a better deal.
2: Yeah. I feel and, like this whole thing is going to be a lot of give and take because yeah. he showed up in Civil War and now Marvel is allowing Iron Man to appear in his solo movie. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be like that similar exchange from here on out where it's like, okay, he can be in Infinity War, but we're going to need something huge in return.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then Homecoming is a Marvel-Sony production, right? Yeah. That's like part of that deal. hmm And if that does well, then again, they're going to be like, we need more from you. It's really weird because I feel like Paul Feige is going to do as much as he can to compromise, to get Spider-Man in all these movies. For sure. I don't think it's lost, but I think it it complicates things, especially as Sony viewed their Spider-Man franchise as a losing bet. And now it's no longer potentially a losing bet. They're going to try to milk it for everything it's worth. Now, the crazy thing about this, and this is the second piece of news on this, and this is the spinoff situation, is that now that this is kind of rolling with the Marvel thing, and if it continues to do well, and they can continue to strike deals, Sony is still going to do their own thing with the rest of that franchise, without Marvel's supervision, completely on their own. That, to me, is the stupidest thing that they could possibly do, because they've proven time and time again that they cannot handle that universe correctly by themselves. So you were saying Noah that there's more spin-offs that they're doing that Venom one, maybe like a Doc Ock one or something. Yeah, they're talking stuff. about the
2: Venom one. Uh I think potentially like Spider-Gwen maybe, maybe or oh, Spider-Man's so stupid. Spider-Man 2099. I think I could get behind that, but it's like yeah. the thing with all these spin-offs is like if it's not connected to the MCU, what's the point? Exactly. Cuz where's that brand recognition? Like everyone when they I mean not everyone, but when they think of Sony's Spider-Man movies, they're kind of like, "Eh." So it's like you want that connection to the MCU because that's where the money is.
1: Yeah. All right. Let me just say, though, that Spider-Man 3, best superhero movie of all time. I hate
2: what? you. What? <laughs> Are you are you a what? real person? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh
1: my god, I'm just kidding. The way that I said uh, that, though. Oh god. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Sam, Raimi's, Sam Raimi's Sam Raimi Spider Man is the only Spider Man that matters. I'm just gonna let you guys cue you in on that. Okay. Right now,
0: before Tom Holland showed up, I would I would agree that Spider Man Two. Okay, I, I still agree that Spider Man Two is probably one of the best superhero movies of all time. For sure. Oh, with
1: Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Oh yeah yeah that was him right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Simp- yeah. simply
0: because. Simply because it like it was a it was a sequel, right? But it was not in the vein of trying to set up another sequel. Oh no,
2: yeah, it was a self-contained story. It
0: was, and it wasn't even trying to like to kind of sequel off that that first one too. It was its own thing, um, and that's the thing what they did so brilliantly is they really pushed that mythos forward. Um, nothing can ever do that again for the Spider-Man universe. And I I love Tom Holland Spider-Man. I yeah. think it's great, and I think we talked about it. I hate Spider-Man, and this made me love Spider-Man. So I don't want Sony to do what they always do and make me hate Spider-Man.
1: I'm just gonna put my cards on the table. We don't need any more Spider-Mans, and we don't no. need any more Wolverines. I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna that's, cry. Like <laughs> that's the you thing. Though, no I'm so, quit. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Not just like literally tired, but just of like the fact she's, that she's also tired. I just of the fact that we keep getting the same four superhero stories, and I'm so done. Like. I'm sorry. Marvel has really like, especially over like the past couple of years, like they've really lost me. Where like I used to be a die hard. Like I would go to bat for almost anything Marvel did, um, almost anything. And It's
0: a bold statement, my friend.
1: Over over the past couple of years, especially because there's been like, there's been big fan pushes for we want a Black Widow movie, we want like this, we want, and they're just like. We're gonna give you another Spider Man. You guys
0: want more Spider Man, right? Yeah, and
1: it's just like, I'm sorry, did you say more more Spider Man? More you said spider, you said you said black widow, that's a type of spider. So I think you meant Spider Spider Man, but and I'm just like, I'm tired because like DC is like starting to actually listen to like what people want and they're giving people what they want. Here's and, like, the thing
0: though. They were DC is forced to, That's to true. listen to people because of their the, the the flailing of the market for them, right? And I agree with you. I don't disagree with you, but MC, the MCU can do as much as it wants to with ignoring the fans because they know that the people who aren't like us – I just hit the microphone because I'm so upset. The people who aren't like us, these kids who may or may not know anything, parents who just want to take their kids to lucky, happy-go-lucky, you know, feel-good MCU movie – they don't care. They don't care about retread.
1: But here's the thing, though, is like they're going to start if they if they continue in the vein of like, well, we know what's best because we know what sells best. Like they're going to start hemorrhaging gonna fan. a fan base. They're going to start the fans are going to start going to either DC movies. They're going to start just not going to like superhero movies in general. They're yeah. just going to pirate them like and that's no money back to the studio whatsoever. Like,
0: yeah.
1: I know DC is in the position now where they're kind of forced to listen to fans, but it's proven that when you're forced to listen to your fan base you're gonna get more out of your fan base and your fans are gonna continue to come back and like i i guess this just stems from like i said my frustration of i'm tired of the same marvel has like 15 white guys named chris all signed to movies (laughs) and i'm tired of the chris brigade just like taking over stuff like yeah are they good actors sure fine whatever i love bucky barnes to death and was stoked about captain america winter soldier absolutely tickle pinked. however i'm kind of done like me too and that kind of segues into how done i am with dr strange yes
0: yes okay so here we are at our main segment now we're not going to take a break because we're going to go straight into this because we don't really care we don't give an f a flying f
1: a whole f not a lowercase but an uppercase yeah or or an f4
0: you know (laughs) if we really if we really want to go there um but speaking of movies we hate um doctor strange is about to land in theaters here pretty soon and there is a very clear very clear divide on this room on whether this is going to be a hit or this is going to be some other humdrum bs that marvel is just schlocking (laughs) out speaking of everything we just talked about so we've got this movie it's drastically different maybe in tone maybe not in tone but definitely in visual spectacle that they're offering for sure and the element of mysticism into this universe that we may or may not have seen before we got a little taste of it in thor but i'd argue that's a little bit different than it's
2: more like sciency than actual mysticism yeah this
0: is straight up magic and i think it's really cool but jordan is not on board but we will get to that in just a second as we discuss what uh dr strange is all about so noah we're going through this thing and uh we're looking at the Stuff. What are the implications of a movie like this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Something that's based so much on Earthbound characters with Earth problems.
2: This movie definitely opens up this door to like so many opportunities. Not only for like interest, interesting, uh, interesting, introducing new characters like mystical characters Mm -hmm. based in like with like magic or like you know just demons or just anything. Yeah, huge window of opportunity for that. Let alone the idea of introducing the multiverse into the MCU, Mm -hmm. that is a huge thing because uh, this is kind of like on a sidebar, but also like extremely connected. Over the past couple years, there have been, you know, constant rumors that Fox and Marvel are uh, building bridges to a potential crossover. In the near future.
0: Well, they need it to because I mean, like, look at all the drama that that spawned off. Other than just like the fan drama, you know, of like kind of griping. I mean, they killed off some X Men in in the universe of the comics universe. Yeah. They barred their, all their creators from creating new X Men just to stick it to, to Fox. And at the same time, they killed off the freaking Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. So I mean, you're ta- you're talking about two companies that are taking massive extremes to try to like undercut each other. Yeah, maybe this is the way that that you can do it, right? Because then you can start kind of like building that in the storyline that maybe these people do exist, but they're just not here yet. Yeah. So.
2: But actually, like to comment on the the relationship, it's actually gotten a whole lot better because currently, uh, Marvel Entertainment, the the you know the studio that runs like all the TV shows, yeah. Agents of Shield, Daredevil, everything, uh, they're actually cooperating with Fox Television to create the Legion. TV show on FX, yeah,
0: which is an X Men. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the son
2: of Charles Xavier or mm-hmm. something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, the Jeff Loeb was saying like how uh, this whole thing is evidence that they're building bridges between the two companies. And, you know, with that on top of all the rumors, this is like this pops up like every few months or so. They're like, oh, they Fox is actually super interested in creating a deal like Sony did. So this is, like, kind of reinforcing the idea of, like, this could be happening.
0: Sure. And that's what's really cool about, I think, something like this is because, you know, it's almost like a goodwill gesture. And I think a lot of these companies have realized, you know, you can't play this, I've now, like, consolidated this market, right, right? I'm a studio that's only going to hold on to this and no one else can play. The only way you survive now, it's like globalization in a weird way, you know? You kind of got to globalize yourself across markets because you won't be able to survive and you won't offer your fans anything of substance that they really, really want. Much like my biggest gripe was Civil War, right? My biggest gripe with Captain America 3 that it was absolutely 100% not Civil War. It is not the book that I read when I was a kid and that I loved so much as a kid because there was no real breadth of the universe, you know what I mean? And this kind of allows that. So Doctor Strange is going to open that door, hopefully.
2: I think so. Maybe? I think definitely it will have that you know breath of fresh fresh air. And they confirmed that uh, at least one other parallel world will appear in the movie, that's and dumb. that's going to be crazy.
0: Speaking of parallel worlds, that goes directly around our next topic is that the actual visual aspect of this and how it can be told like is, a, is an awesome storytelling mechanism. I personally am absolutely floored by everything that I've seen in trailers.
1: I will concede the visuals do look very They're appealing. They're sweet. So I'm, I will good. concede. It. it looks like Inception. It reminds me a little bit of Inception. Yep. And I was in love with Inception. So if anything, if we do do like, because I know the, it was jokingly brought up to do a geeks movie night and go and see Dr. Strange and then come back and sort of review it. Um, that would be the one main thing that would drag me in is the visuals of this
2: movie.
0: Yeah. And, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, we may be seeing all this really cool stuff and then we get into the movie and the storytelling is really lackluster. I doubt it.
2: Actually, yeah, the uh, they had like a press screening, I think two press screenings and like all the re- reviews and the reactions were extremely positive. Mm-hmm. Like they said, the visuals, we haven't seen anything yet in terms of like the the trailers for it. Like That's like the tip of the iceberg. That's really cool. And they're saying all the characters are really well fleshed out, even the villain. Which is really good, because, you know...
1: Marvel's well, it's rare Mar- you get a fleshed-out villain that, in like, the Marvel you actually, movies. Yeah, especially the one that you want to empathize with. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember the last time I've actually cared about a Marvel villain, to be fair.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, besides Loki, exactly. I guess, like... Even
1: that, I don't care. I no? think I care. Think Loki's I ca- overblown, I'm sorry. He
0: is, <laughs> but in the first Thor movie, he's not. You really care about I'll concede about to that.
1: That, yeah, first Thor movie, before everything blew up about everybody being crazy over Tom Hiddleston. yeah. That I, to stop, by I the will way. say yeah one ew two <laughs> ew three he's a yeah. strange dude man he's I
0: he's a weird guy he dated I Taylor Bennett, Swift
1: yes yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of weird Swift? I Hiddleswift. wanted to puke. puke was that a thing that was a yeah, thing was for a while thing. it was a hashtag on Twitter wow yeah I don't know where her mind was but uh anyways uh yeah I kind of re- regard Cumberbatch and Hiddleston like on that same level Ooh. of just like. Ooh. Overblown, girl. I don't. I don't agree with you. Sherlock is
0: good, but we're gonna. Okay, you hold. You hold your horses there. You hold your horses there. We're gonna do battle here in a second.
1: Good. I'm ready. These hands are primed and ready. You don't want
0: these hands. You don't want these hands. But yeah, I mean, that's really cool. I'm really amped that know that people are really excited about this because that's the risk that you run. And it's really weird too because I'm glad that they do these like special screenings, you know, but the fan reactions are always gonna be over the top for sure i mean look at the last two dc movies fan reactions when they first came out of there were like batman versus superman is the ch- right yeah suicide squad is the ch- you know and then all the critic screenings came out and they're like no this blows so it's really got to be impressing of the critics and it really sucks because i don't agree that critical responses are the merit of a good movie look how many movies on rotten tomatoes are really freaking good and have super low ratings way true you know, so it's it's kind of a weird thing. But no, that's it's it's encouraging. It's
2: refreshing for sure. It
0: is a definitely. And especially if they're that profound too. Yeah. Other than just like, yeah, good movie. This is great. Like mind blown reactions usually will transfer over. Yeah.
2: Like one guy said, it's going to redefine the genre, especially yeah. in terms of the action sequences. He was like, yeah, this is the best visuals and the best 3D I've ever seen. So like that's really cool,
0: and I think that it gives it gives credence to the fact that like Doctor Strange was always
2: psychedelic and just crazy.
0: Yeah, you know all that Steve Ditko art was so fantastic. It was so it almost looked very Kirby, you know. In, oh, yeah. in its own nature, um, it was very like in com- a competition to all that new uh, new god stuff, and like I just uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited how that all transfers over, and I'm also excited to see how this. It's just, I mean, you said it was a breath of fresh air. It's just, it's interesting, too, that you're playing with something that doesn't happen in superhero movies. And, like, I would argue that Doctor Strange in himself is not, like, a superhero. Oh, no. You know? Nah. I mean, he's yeah, kind of
1: a dude that's thrust into that role.
0: Yeah, he's a sorcerer, and he was just kind he of He was there. a surgeon. Yeah. He
1: was a surgeon who, didn't he, he lost his hands, and, like, that was, like, with a whole, right? Yeah. Something. He got, mm-hmm. he got injured. He so got, yeah. like, an, in, yeah, and so he, like, wanted to become a surgeon again, so he, like, sought out like the the chosen one the mm-hmm. mystic one whatever yeah I've only very briefly perused Dr Strange so and that's the thing cool
0: thing too is that you know you like look at um I mean something like Luke Cage right yeah Luke cage is a crazy hit and actually it's really funny because I know we just talked about this and I have just put this in here people who would never ever watch any of these Marvel shows movies whatever maybe go see the movies passingly like I know some journalists in Ann Arbor who i know for a fact aren't really into this and are like dude luke cage though you know and the, and they're all older people too not, not too older but like you know 40s something like that for those people to be really down on something like this very freaking cool
1: it's the i think that's a testament to the medium and how contemporary these uh superheroes stay to what's going on in our world today yeah. luke cage is a very much today's superhero yeah like jessica jones very much a today's superhero
0: and while that's kind of like an outlier right obviously that's something that can kind of transcends the genre i'm really hoping that this transcends the genre too i mean you look at that original dr strange book it was more just kind of like a pulp fantasy kind of book yeah than it was supposed to be in that vein of you know the hulk or you know mm-hmm. you know human torch and spider-man and stuff like that all that golden age stuff that was just very very campy comic book. So here's here's the hoping, man. Here's the hoping that this opens up things. And like you said, I'm I am too really kind of stale on the Marvel universe. Um, not just because I'm a big DC fan, and I'm I'm hoping that the best for them too. I'm just I'm slow. I'm kind of sick of it. But being sick of it is the crux of good nerddom, and fighting with each other is the crux of good nerddom. And Jordan podcasting, even yeah, podcasting too. And Jordan is just, like, totally not down with any of this, despite her saying, yeah, so she's pissed.
1: I mean, okay, pissed is a little much, <laughs> she's- but, yeah, no, I'm actually turning green. I'm physically morphing into the She-Hulk right so why now. So
0: why aren't you down with any of this? This is so cool.
1: One, and I will concede, has nothing to do with Doctor Strange. I'm just sick of seeing Benedict Cumberbatch everywhere. What's your deal with the batch, man? I just think that he's like, he's an okay actor that like, and I also think a portion of this has to deal with the fact that I'm on Tumblr a lot and Tumblr is just nuts for Benedict Cumberbatch. Same thing, nuts for Tom Hiddleston. Really? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, like subsects of like nerd Tumblr are just like absolutely, like Bucky Barnes, Loki, and Sherlock are like... Just pe- the like, characters people are like nuts for, so I Why think are like, they
0: all into it that much. I mean, I, I like I like Cumberbatch well enough, you know.
1: I don't know, so I think it's like me personally being like overexposed through like my Tumblr like dashboard and stuff like sure. that. But I personally like he's an okay actor. I've never been wowed by any of his performances, like so him being thrust into like which because i at first at first i was like Ooh, dr strange okay like this isn't a superhero we see all the time like or you know we were just saying like he's not really a superhero whatever like, this isn't a character we see all the time cool i'm really glad we're busting into new titles you know but I guess it turned me off when, one, he was announced as being Doctor Strange. Two, that whole thing about Tilda Swinton being, like, the chosen one. Yeah, I'll
0: give you that. That
1: totally, like, put a bad taste in my mouth I'll where I was like, okay. And then the studio gave some totally BS, like, reasoning behind it where they were like, well, it's going to hurt sales in China. That literally made no sense. Like, what, so, like, did you read, like, what the studio said as a concession to casting a white woman as, like, No, he's supposed to be, like, a Tibetan... Like a Tibetan, Tibetan,
2: a Tibetan monk. monk, yeah,
1: yeah, and they cast a white woman. They're like, well, they're like, if we cast somebody from like Tibet as the Tibetan monk, we think that would be like more racist than casting like a white woman in that role okay. and just rewriting yeah, the role. Okay,
0: yeah, that's BS. So like, I, don't I agree was that reading that all. and that just
1: like kind of infuriated me because I was like, okay, I was like, you're gonna have something that's a hundred percent about like tibetan mysticism and like playing into this whole like mystic like role or whatever and you're just gonna completely like cut out like that portion of it like that kind of like put a bad taste in my mouth see
0: i would argue that despite china's weird like hostile relationship with tibet right
1: because they're like it's gonna hurt film sales in china which is a major market for us well if
0: you have a tibetan actor in that role china's gonna ban the movie and i understand that But I would also argue that something like a state like China would also ban a movie with, you know, like a a female white actor portraying any one of their race whatsoever.
1: Well, yeah, that was my total thing, too. And it's like we've had movies that have been banned in China before that do incredibly well, like on a global scale. But it's
0: these little intricacies that make them want to be banned about it, right? Because it's like subversive. Yeah. I, I think it's equally as subversive as casting a
1: Tibetan actor. I just, I don't, that whole, like, back and forth just annoyed me. And then also just, like, I don't know, just Doctor, once again, like, Doctor Strange, while I'm glad we're picking new titles, it just seemed like an arbitrary, like, title to pick, kind of. And I was, once again, tired of seeing just, like, some white dude comic book character where it's like, okay, we don't have another female lead, we don't have another, like, lead of color, like, I it's, it's, it's the Sour Cream Brigade. Leading the Marvel (laughs) franchise. I I likened it the other day. I likened it the other day. because Sour
2: cream brigade. Because
1: he's, in the grand scheme of things, because we were talking about this, Doctor Strange is important to Infinity War.
2: Infinity War for sure. Super important. He's
1: super important. He's also
0: super important to Civil War, which sucks that we didn't get that before Civil War. That would have been freaking great.
1: That's my point, though, is like, one, we're putting him in at a weird time. Yeah. Two, I get he's important to Infinity War, but I likened the arrival of the Doctor Strange movie as, okay, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Christmas, okay? You're going downstairs on Christmas, you're like, okay, cool, like, what present am I gonna open first? So you open up, you know, this box and it's like, oh, Captain America Civil or uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, you're like, wow, that's great. You open up another box, you're like, oh, okay, cool, Thor, Ragnarok, whatever. You open up another box, you're like, Black Panther, awesome, cool. You open up this big old box and you're expecting an Xbox or something and you get Doctor Strange, which is the equivalent of unwrapping a Christmas present, and getting underwear. Is it functional? Yes. Is it necessary? I suppose so. Yes. However, is that what you wanted? No, you wanted the Xbox.
0: I want a pair of boxer briefs that can morph the space-time continuum. And if you're not down with that, I question your geek nerddom.
1: I want a movie that's not about white dudes all the time.
0: Or or Whitey Tidies, for that matter. Or Whitey
1: Tidies. Benedict Cumberbatch is the human equivalent of Tidy Whiteys. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so tired. I'm so tired, you guys.
0: (laughs) I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he's a really good good actor i mean yeah he's taken some really kind of stereotypical roles like i watched some of sherlock i'm not a fan i i, get I it. think
1: that's like, out of all of his stuff that's his that's the strongest he's ever done i totally disagree have you seen imitation game
0: yeah I imitation game is m-
1: are you what? kidding me one okay well also Jesus, because of the fact, such a
0: great drama
1: here's the thing though alan turing was like a gay man who was prosecuted for like being gay they by the british government up. yeah yeah but they made him straight No,
2: they didn't. He's not in the movie. No, no, no,
1: no,
0: no, no, no. no. Mm. You go back and watch that again. I don't know. I think you're wrong. I don't know. I think you're wrong. Well, cause
1: never mind.
2: That was like a huge plot point. The point is, Uh, yeah,
0: he's a really seasoned, like almost near Shakespearean actor. Yeah. I mean, come on. Okay, we've also
1: Khan put a bad taste in my mouth. See,
0: okay, here's the deal.
2: I don't think he was that bad as Khan. I thought he was
1: great as Khan. Now, see, here's
0: I, I know you, Jordan.
1: Yeah. I know you well
0: enough to know that you just didn't like the fact that they remade Wrath of Khan.
1: Actually, I wasn't against it totally, but there were things that could have been a lot better sure. in that movie. Sure.
0: That being what it what it is. I mean, okay. Maybe Khan shouldn't have been some white dude, some stick, you know, white bread Homeboy, oh but yeah,
1: Benicio del Toro backed out of the role, and like, he would
0: have been much better. Yeah, I totally, am down. And
1: that's not that's not on Cumberbatch for that. No. I I will give I will give him that. Like Benicio del Toro backing out, that's not Cumberbatch's fault. That has nothing to do with him. I just like I I don't know. I'm I'm a hard person to please in regards to like nerd dumb stuff. And no
0: no no, please by the batch.
1: No, come back. <laughs> blendy pens cucumber patch
0: (laughs) how many different names do we have for him listen i could
1: go all day in high school this is literally all me and my friend did was make up different names for bendel poppers cabbage patch (laughs) kids (laughs) so you just you pick a random word and it started with a b and then you just go from there and you pick something else that has starts with a c
0: wow to be young again I just I just you know you say I, this
1: like you're like 90
0: I'm I'm 50 years old oh my god I'm feeling gross oh god <sighs> my knees yeah I dude I don't know I think he's great I, I don't see the problem with it um I see the problems with the whitewashing of the of the ancient one totally agree right there Totally agree that maybe he should have been here sooner, but like the that's
1: beyond his control. Exactly,
0: but the minute they released that casting, I was like, "I I can't absolutely like. Could you see anybody else in that role? My argument is no, no, you can't. He was he was made for that role. Just like as much as Tom Hiddleston is kind of just you know weird dude. Anything outside of that universe that he's in, I just can't watch him because I just see Loki.
1: See, okay, I guess that then that's me with Cumberbatch is I see Sherlock because that was the first medium I was introduced to him in was the Sherlock TV show. Yeah, and I thought it was pretty good. I didn't. I'm not crazy over it, but I mean it's good, and I'll give it that. Yeah. Like, so I see him otherwhere, other places, and I'm just like, meh. like yeah. I'm not. I'm not impressed.
0: And I guess I, i the. The first thing I really saw him in that I I liked that like made sense was uh, Twelve Years a Slave.
1: I didn't actually even know I haven't seen that movie. He's in it for like a
0: very, very short period of time. He's he's like a slave trader. And he's like a really like sympathetic slave trader. If there, if there is such a thing I was gonna say right. I don't know if
1: one existed but... Ugh,
0: that's a blue subject but like no he like deeply like does not really like the fact that he's doing any of this and uh, you can tell it's just like business to him and that he just wished he couldn't Um and he's got a very brief role in the movie too um And he actually sells the main character to Michael Fassbender, which is really funny because both Magneto and Doctor Strange are slave owners.
2: And uh, uh, I forget his name, but isn't the main character of that movie playing Baron Mordo in Doctor Strange? Yeah, Yeah. he is. Well, because isn't 12 Years a Slave,
1: wasn't that the one with uh, Lupita Nyong'o? Yeah. Isn't she in uh, Black Black Panther, yeah. Is she in Black Panther? Yeah she, she is, yeah, she was signed for Black Panther. What? And yeah. she's also Maz Katana. Well, yeah, I
0: was going to say Maz. See, this is just great. This weird crossover of yeah. these movies. Um, yeah, I mean.
1: Write a fanfic about I'm it, I'm
0: about to. <laughs> oh
1: my Actually, don't write a fanfic about <laughs> it. That's a dark subject.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to get lighthearted here. And, like, each time we do it, we're just bogged down. Yeah, I don't know, man. I really think this is going to be cool. I disagree with you on a lot of that stuff, but I think I honestly think that if we go and see that, you'll be pleasantly surprised and you'll eat all your words about gum, Gumber... Gumber Patch. Gumber, gumber Patch. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not as good as you, I guess, at this. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm really going to enjoy it. So we are going to take a small break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to bring back the legendary Checks and wreck section. So stay tuned.
1: Wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper.
0: Gotta get the paper. Hey guys, this episode of Raving Geeks has been sponsored by The Hall of Heroes, located in Campus Court next to Subway. The Hall of Heroes is open 6 days a week, Monday through Saturday. Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let the Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination. And we're back, and guys, as always, check out the Hall of Heroes for uh, some any special books that you might want, any uh, cool toys or busts or anything like that. They still sell Hero Clicks there. Yeah, I'm I not sure so. about the Magic Card situation. There are other venues for that in town. We're gonna work on trying to get sponsorship with them so we can, you know, plug, plug them plug their stuff too but i will say that there's some really cool stuff in down if you're into nerd culture so go and check it out go take a ride down mission street and enlighten yourself but we're gonna start off right here this is our end segment and this is something we haven't been able to do very recently because we've all been really kind of criminally negligent on like reading comic books on a podcast that's about comic books. Uh, that's bad. So we're making up for it to you and to ourselves by bringing back the Checks and wrecks section. And uh, so I'm going to start it off. Um, I was at the Hall of Heroes the other day, and I picked up a bunch of books. Uh, and one of those books was a mini-series miniseries um, that rolled out last year. It's an image book, and it's called Alex and Ada. Um, I bought the first one there, but there's the other two volumes at Hall of Heroes if you want to pick them up and check them out. Michael can order you another book. Um, but it's a really cool sci-fi series about a dude who just recently broke up with his girlfriend and he just can't get over it. Mind you that the setting is, is that you now live in a world where robots and AI are all around you at any point in time. And uh, yeah, risque enough, sex robots are a thing. Um, huh. Sex go-
1: robots are also a thing in the comic book that I'm going to check. So, oh, there we go. By the way. We got a sex <laughs> Sex robot. Sex robot.
0: <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, the whole idea is just that. And, um, you know, his his grandmother uh, who recently lost her, you know, her the grandpa or whatever. She has a sex robot, too. So she buys him one.
1: Grandma and has a sex robot.
0: Grandma's got a sex robot. <laughs> and she's like, OK, she's like real loose with talking about what she does with that sex robot. You oh, know? Jesus. It's like her boyfriend, like live-in boyfriend sex robot. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, so he he doesn't want this at all, and she just kind of just sneaks into his house and leaves one there. And the interesting thing is, too, is that like he, he obviously doesn't want to have, like, you know, relations with this thing, but, you know. <laughs> did he, not have relations. I did not have with relations that sex with that robot. All right. Don't get me started on Android and human relations, because that conversation will go everywhere. Um, but it's really it's a cool concept because he he just wants to know about her like he'll laugh you know and then she'll laugh he's like well why did you laugh and he's like well you laughed and he's like no but but why why you know why did you laugh
1: so it's more about like learning like what it means to be human
0: exactly and it's really cool and then the subplot is that there's like this support group for for like you know people who have these sex robots and like want to know more about them and it's kind of actually this like a legal like support group that like has found ways to turn them into, like, more human beings. Because mm. that's illegal. Because there's a, there's a setup that there was this, like, big, like, AI robot attack. And, like, there's all these regulations on what AI robots can do and cannot do. And by making them more human, especially these these sex robots, you're vastly breaking the law. So he's on this mission to make her more of a human being so he can understand her. And then eventually they, they kind of, like, fall in love. And that's, like, kind of the the... the section of that book that i'm reading right now i haven't quite finished it yet but the art is gorgeous it's really minimalist
1: is it like just a one trade thing or are there multiple there's three books and i think i think
0: the whole series is just is like three main books it was sold in single issues um as like a mini series i'm trying to remember how many chapters there are in each individual book but they're already they're already like serialized they're already out
1: this sounds like I, Robot, meets Bicentennial Man, but without the sex yeah, portions. That's
0: pretty much. <laughs> Sounds so.
2: like uh, Spike Jones is her a yeah, little bit.
0: Yeah, it does. It's a really cool, like, combination of all those things. And, you know, I'm such a huge sci-fi junkie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just think that these kind of concepts of, like, become, like becoming more human are cool. Yeah. It's how totally you know, with right. the whole that's idea right. of, like, that's sex right. robots I think it's really funny, too. <laughs> um, so, you know, there you go. Ben he's like sex robots. There, It's <laughs> out. Wow. Wow. It's wow. I didn't world. ask you to say that, Sorry. but you did. I just think it's a funny concept. Um, but yeah, it's a cool book. Go check it out. Uh, what do we got next? Continuing this theme of sex robots.
1: Okay. Well, I actually realized like when I said that the one I want to talk about does not have sex robots in it, one but does. But the other one by the same author does. So um, anybody who knows anything kind of about me knows that I, as a high schooler and middle schooler, was a huge My Chemical Romance fan. Um, so that leads into the fact that their front man, Gerard Way, writes comics. And he, I know what you're talking about. he writes comics for Dark Horse, mm-hmm. and he writes comics for Image.
0: I hate My Chemical Romance, mm-hmm. but I think his comic book writing skills are actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, he's really actually pretty good. Well, because that's initially, that's what he went to school for. He went to art school in New York. He wanted to be a comic book author before he, uh, fronted My Chemical Romance. Like, that's what he wanted to do his whole life. So, like, it's kind of cool that he's getting a chance to, but regardless. So he has... Two series, I th- I think just two, but the two that I am most concerned with and slash have been reading, uh, the one I'm gonna talk about today is Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of like a darker, weirder X Men. So he Umbrella Academy has two books out right now. The third one is currently in the works of being published. Um, the first book kind of starts out with you know all around the world. Uh, there were, like, X amount of babies who were all born randomly at the exact same time. Like, no matter, like, what the mother was doing, like, if she was just standing in a subway, like, this baby was born. Like, so all these babies, it was, like, a cosmic occurrence, and they were born. And Talk only... babies just,
0: like, falling out.
1: There's literally a panel where there's a woman just, like, standing on a subway, and all of a sudden there's just a baby on the ground. Well, it's It's pretty weird. Well, that's the thing <laughs> that I really actually like about his art is it's very, like, dark, but it's also, there's an element of humor to it, and it's, like, very, like, you'll look at it, and you be like, ew. But then, like, you'll look at it a little closer, and you'll kind of start to, like, laugh, because you're like, okay, like, you didn't notice that, like, you know, there's one scene where it opens up one of the chapters where, like, a building's exploding, and there's a bunch of, like, dead bodies, and, like, the building's on fire, and blah, blah, blah. But then you'll notice in the corner, there's a little newspaper clipping where it says, nothing to report today, all's good, or whatever. And so, like, you'll kind of laugh, because there's, like, humor in it. But... Bottom line, Umbrella Academy, it's a darker sort of X-Men where uh, there's a doctor who takes on seven of these Cosmic Occurrence children. They all have powers. They're not given names. They're given numbers. Um, And so one of them uh has the ability he's like super boy or whatever and he has the ability to fly and he's super strong another boy can go like forward or can go backwards in time and forwards in time uh one of the girls can like turn invisible or whatever so um and then there's one child who was a cosmic occurrence child but she has no powers hmm. that they can tell of and so she's kind of alienated from the rest of the group where you know the doctor will be like oh okay like the very first uh, like panel that they open it up with, or the very first like fight that they open it up with is they're fighting the reanimated corpse of Gustav Eiffel, the man who created the Eiffel Tower. Oh God. Um. So yeah, it's like kind of weird, like that. And
0: do they fight other great minds in history? They do. They fight Socrates. They, they <laughs> not
1: to my knowledge they I'll, do not fight I'll Socrates. I want to see
0: Gerard Way punch Socrates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't put it past him. Um. They stop the second book. Uh. They try, they try to stop the Kennedy assassination. That's dope. Yeah. No. So it's all. Like, throughout, it's it's really weird. It's, if you like strange, but if you like, at the same time, like, dark, and, like, it makes you think, and you're like, oh, wow, like, oh, okay, like, it's a definite, I like, like, I don't know how else to put it really into words. It's a definite page turner where there's grit, there's, like, you feel real empathy for these characters, and you really want to, like, even, even the bad guy in the first trade, like, you understand why she is the way she is though and you understand you know you kind of wonder, okay, well, if I was, like, in her position, I don't know if I would make a different choice type of thing. Um, I mean, on some instances I would, such as being a mass murderer. But, you know.
0: Um, kind of want to stay away from that, kids. It's
1: it's just that kind of thing. So the reason why I bring it up, actually, is because he's in the works for getting that made into a television show. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, and it's going to be on the CW, oh, wow. allegedly. Oh, allegedly, wow. the last I read about oh, hey, wow. it. Oh, wow. Oh, um, wow. So <laughs> allegedly, the last I read about it is... They were in talks for getting it made, at least the first trade made into a multi-episode television show. Wow. And I am crazy excited. And it, the third trade in the series is in the process of being written right now. I do not have a release date on it. But the first two are out. Uh, one is just called uh, Umbrella Academy. Um, I forget what the first trade is called in its entirety. But the second one is called Umbrella Academy Umbrella Academy Dallas. Hmm. And they follow the same uh Because
0: that's what we needed, more, more Texas. They Catholic follow the books. same
1: children. Um, but, yeah, I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend that one. And he also has another uh, series, which is where the sex robots came from, called uh, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. Hmm. And that has sex robots in it. What do you know? Which, check it out. It's actually not that bad. Futuristic, post-apocalyptic it's actually very color-saturated for being post-apocalyptic, hmm. which it's like that Mad Max feel, hmm. you know, where instead of getting all your grit, hmm. you got your art pop. Andy Warhol meets Doomsday.
0: Well, that's really good because uh, Gerard Rouay made terrible music, so I'm hoping that his uh, comic books are much better. No so. comment on that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> now, Noah, this one is, is kind of important, not only for us, but for you, too. You you have you have another podcast that
2: yeah. you should
0: do. Yeah. That, that can be your check and rec. So tell us, what is your podcast? When do you guys release? And what are you guys watching right now?
2: So my podcast is the, the Netflix Movie Club. Uh, we talk about like movies on Netflix. It's in the name. Uh, we talk about Netflix. As so guys,
0: suggested. So you guys are constantly next Netflix and chilling no like, all the
1: time. You're not going to Hulu and hang? No, no, no. You're, no, just n- you're not going to Amazon chilling. Prime and have a good time?
2: No. What else you none got? None of that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You get to HBO and go. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So many innuendos. Oh. Ow.
0: Oh.
2: Okay, go on. I <laughs> so, <Are> you ready?
0: <laughs> we stopped him dead in his tracks.
2: But, yeah, like, the idea is, like, episode by episode, we talk about, like, a different movie, and then we kind of do, like, a spoiler warning, and the idea is, like, everyone's kind of going along with each other. Uh, we have, like, a Twitter page. Mm-hmm. It's at CMU underscore Netflix club, so everyone could be a part of, like, the conversation about the movie is, like... If you have a different opinion than us, you can just, like, pitch in and talk about it. Uh, you can send in recommendations, that sort of thing. It's it's kind of like a, a community thing that we're thinking that would be really cool to incorporate into it. I'm Dope. just
1: going to send you tweets that just say, watch Troll 2. Mm-hmm.
2: That's okay. it. Just wait, wait, for just the rest spam of the, the duration. T- yes.
0: Tell me, have you, have you seen frogs? Frogs? Yeah, I have seen frogs. You guys have seen frogs? Frogs? That's great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. So, what are you guys watching next?
2: Uh, so we just recorded one talking about found footage horror movies. Ooh, oh uh, nice. For like a Halloween theme. Nice. Oh yeah. I'm uh, sorry.
1: Found for found footage is like my jam. George, we watched. Uh, went. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's so much. Continue. So
2: we watched VHS and another one that I can't think of. Uh, but like yeah, and quite a different, quite a few different ones. Uh, next week on Halloween Day, which is when the episode's gonna be up. We're gonna have like a poll list of different like uh, horror movies on Netflix that we really like and uh, all sorts of stuff like that.
1: Hey, hey Noah, hey, what? Hit, hit me up if you need help making that horror movie yeah, list. Okay, for sure. All right. Okay.
0: Hey, if you need to know.
1: But so Ben, you had one more rack that I, you really I wanted do, to do. I do, and this is a go. good end
0: off. Okay, so like we make it a a point to talk about anything that Scott Snyder does whatsoever on this show because damn, the man is a genius. And when his Batman ran, run ended, um, Malachi and I almost like cried on this podcast. Like we literally like had a lamentation of his like passing, um, because both <laughs> him and, and Greg Capullo are just so damn good, and they were so damn good together. Uh, just the thought of them not making DC books in the same room um, was really kind of a bummer. But Greg has moved on to do Reborn with Mark Millar, which looks really freaking sweet because I'm give or give or take with Mark Millar. But anything that Greg does and touches is great. Scott is writing All-Star Batman, which is really cool because he was kind of like just like shopping this idea of, you know, I've been on this like really straight and narrow road with Batman um, and I took kind of a swerving, you know, path. You know, to kind of bring stuff into the mythos. But nothing he did within any of his run was really, like, kind of stretching the lines of the mythos. It all kind of just fit in naturally. And um, he realized that there was all these different places that he didn't get to go. And it's actually – he wrote a little op-ed in the back of the first um, All-Star book about being on this, like, road trip with his daughter because he had all this time. And um, – You know, he was noticing, like, all these, like, back roads, places where they would go to stop off and see the Grand Canyon and things like that. And he's like, man, I wish I could have done that with Batman. You know, I wish I could have written this character or this character in a weird, weird such way. And so he realized, he's like, you know what, maybe I do have something more to offer the Batman universe that's a little bit more wild and a little bit more strange. And hence is this book, right? And it's really cool because, like, the the gist of this first story is this Two-Face story. And there's only three issues out of it right now, and I have all of them, and they're great. And it's almost like this, like, Cannonball Run-style story, you know? This Death Race kind of story um, about them trying to get somewhere. Two-Face has done something that's made every single person want to turn against Batman. I'm not going to spoil what that is. Go read the book. Um, But it almost feels like Brave and the Bold with a villain, you Hmm. know? Huh. Um, it's really strange. And I wonder, I'm wondering if the rest of the books are going to be like that. I'm, I'm thinking that's kind of the style it's going to be. Cause it's like Batman and a villain doing something, not just fighting each other. Um, KG beast is the villain in this one and he is dope. He is super dope. And how they introduce him to the rest of the characters is really cool too. So go out, get that book. Surprisingly, well actually not surprisingly, but just, it's really kind of cool these rebirth books are selling like freaking hotcakes nobody has them michael can't keep them in stock really they're selling out like crazy like i went in there to go back pick up some of these books it's like dude i ain't got them i was like really can you order them for me he's like yeah but like i ain't got them
1: wow you know
0: um i bought a bunch of justice league books and most of them were missing you know they were scattered here and there but like people are just picking these books up like crazy so if you want to ride that wave you want to be involved in something cool Read these rebirth books and especially read All Star Batman because it is worth your time and money. It's a little bit more expensive, a little bigger, but it's great. But that being said, we're at the end of our episode. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Noah. Thank you. Thank for you for joining me. Oh, no welcome. problem. No problem. <laughs> Alex, thank you. Hey, hey, guy. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Buddy. But, yeah, as always, thanks for listening to us, guys. You can download us on iTunes at the CM Life podcast channel. Please check it out on SoundCloud if you are an Android user. You can listen to us that way mobile.
1: Yeah, we're sorry about that. Yeah,
0: we're sorry. We're trying. And you can also view us on the website at cm-life.com. Um, and always follow us on Twitter at uh, RavingGeeks and uh, also our Facebook page, same name. So you can go ahead and like us there, too. Send us some mail. We're gonna do some Twitter shout-outs once, uh, you know, this crazy like countrywide internet hack has stopped.
1: Twitter's back up though. I it, just tried oh, wow, to check it oh, wow, a second ago. Oh
0: wow! But maybe we can. But we'll do it next time. Next we'll, time. We'll, we'll give you guys some, we'll get some <laughs> love next time. But speaking of next time, we'll be here as always. Same bat time. Same bat network. See you later, folks.
1: I thought it was same bat time, same bat channel.
0: I don't I we change it every single time. <laughs> I just That's
1: okay. I don't remember.
0: I think we said network. I think we in the and then the, we always were in the
1: We always say network. I just thought like the original thing was same bat time, same it bat. It
0: probably video. is.